0: A Beautiful day to all of you listening out there. This is the Friendship News Hour presented to you by Bummer Dude Media. Today is July the 21st, 2021. My name is Frank Huerta, and I am joined by Muscle T. McGee, otherwise known as Alex Kenzie. Put those away, (laughs) sir. That is a crime. You have no permits for those.
1: How are you, dude? It's been like a shit a week, over a week.
0: Good, man. I am uh, busy as I'd like. With yeah. uh, work, as you can see, I have new surroundings. New digs, Temporarily. yeah. yeah. I am recording you? from the converted garage of my brother's house. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's actually pretty sweet uh, little setup. But um, moved out of my place in in North Park here in San Diego, and uh, just kind of waiting for some other things to drop that are currently mm. in limbo. Without getting into too much information, uh, but. Yeah, here I am.
1: Do a lot of people do that out in Cali, like convert garages or add like extra dwelling spaces where they can to like rent out and kind of make some money back with how yeah, expensive I mean, it is?
0: There's a lot of incentives for putting in granny flats or uh, uh-huh. an in-law, whatever you call it, in-law home. Um, but if you have the space, yeah, they, they, they have uh, pretty good incentives out here for, for creating that kind of space because... It's needed lower income affordable housing for folks who can't afford it out here is needed and so because it's so hard to actually get an entire building permitted and it's so expensive to get something worth a lot of housing built they incentivize people to do it in their own places Um, so yeah it's pretty it's pretty popular here for sure nice Oh yeah. Yeah, man. So between that and traveling for work and um, just staying crazy busy. But what about you? Been holding it down, man.
1: You know, workout lifestyle. Just got home from the gym. Arms are burning just a little bit, which is like the best feeling to me. I was thinking about this the other day, man. I think I enjoy the high or whatever you want to call it from exercising more than I do from actually getting high or like being drunk which is it's really funny to me a natural <laughs> like I, I never thought height, i'd be will. that that person yeah dude i i don't know i just in a zone i i just love it um i also love getting high too so it's like that's that's a big statement for me but i i've just been uh working out a lot lately man really just trying to uh get my my ass in shape weighed in at my lowest weight in a long time yesterday so that's encouraging it's working
0: well, congrats for getting under three. What are you like 290? <laughs> 295? I'm down to two twenty now,
1: man. I was up at two eighty, down to two twenty wow. now. Yeah. That's a lot. Uh, yeah, it's lean. yeah, dude. If I get under two hundred, I'd probably be pretty uh, pretty cut up. We'll see. It'd be unrecognizable. <laughs> but uh, just been doing that. A lot of uh, a lot of tennis and um, trying to get this house in order, man. Trying to do yard I hate yard work. <laughs> I hate it. Like oh, really? I love cutting the grass. I love cutting the grass. I hate weeding and tending to all the other shit. Um, I I don't know why. I just like hate that part of it. And where we live, there's like weeds everywhere. Everything's overgrown. It's just, uh, it's it's not fun. I might have to hire some gardeners.
0: Yeah, man, we're out there. (laughs) That's why we're there. (laughs) I'm serious, man. Hey, it was fun. When I was a kid, actually, so this house that I'm staying in now, where my brother's living is two doors down from the house that I grew up in. And, mm. um, dude, yeah. we had hired a gardener and that guy was awesome. He was just a cool dude. It was just like fun to have him come. Around. I think his name was Juan. Um, and I remember one time he came through, we had like cactuses and I mean like we had our overgrowth here. was like cactuses and bamboo and weeds, just all kinds of crazy stuff growing. Mm. And, this dude found like the cactus pears on our cactus and cut them up and served them to us and she was awesome man
1: shit i need to find that man yeah (laughs) but uh everything's good man sarah's all healthy the baby's all healthy but doing a lot of that like hanging out a lot of cooking for them too just to kind of uh take the burden off her let her relax a little bit and prepare to bring my son undoubtedly probably a large baby into this world so
0: uh yeah well if you <laughs> if your head's any indication God bless her <laughs> any any names that you want to share publicly
1: nothing we haven't like been able to settle on them man like there's there's names we like but then it's like okay yeah let's let's do that name or like we'll 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 like come to something that we like like but then like a couple of days later it's like eh, I don't know so it's like we can't find one that sticks yet. So yeah, I don't want to throw anything out there quite yet until I feel more positive about it. But we we got some ideas.
0: I think you should just wait until you see it. Yeah,
1: for sure. One was, we're going to call him Bummer Dude, Kenzie. Oh God. (laughs) The other one's Frank Huerta, Kenzie. That is a strong name.
0: (laughs) Real strong. I'm going to name my kids Frank. You're going to name your kids Frank? All of them. Are you
1: really? No, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. I was going to say George Foreman did that.
0: I know he did That's a crazy dude I was, I was listening about him the other day Now I joke that I'm going to name my firstborn Frank if, if Boy or girl <laughs> It's going to be Frank
1: what would, uh, You could do Francesca for a girl Call her Frankie Francesca. Mm-hmm. Frank.
0: Anyways uh, that's not something I have to worry about uh, For a while <laughs> True um, yeah dude So in my time away from the show um, I didn't take in much news Um, So I did have to do a decent amount of research on what in the heck has been going on. And there was a story from a week ago that I wanted to bring up uh, because it seems important. Um, And this is the White House admitting through their um, press secretary, Jen Psaki, that they are indeed involved in flagging quote unquote misinformation posts, um, on Facebook and other social media outlets, uh, in an attempt to really to boost vaccine levels that have more or less plateaued over, uh, the last month or two months. And, um, so, I'll, I mean, I'll just get right into it, right? There was a question asked of Jen Saki and the question said, uh, can you talk a little bit more about this request for tech companies to be more aggressive in policing misinformation? And that, okay, pause, that is, that word, right, has grown to be such a big huge boogeyman, right? Misinformation. We don't know what misinformation is, but anyway, I'll I'll, I'll continue on with the question. Has the administration been in touch with any of these companies and are there any actions that the federal government can take to ensure their cooperation? Because we've seen from the start that there's not a lot of action on some of these platforms. And she replied, well, first we are in regular touch with the social media platforms and those engagements typically happen through members of our senior staff, but also members of our COVID-19 team. Uh, Given as Dr. Murthy conveyed, blah, blah, blah. This is a big issue of misinformation, specifically on the pandemic. In terms of actions that we have taken or we're working to take, I should say from the federal government, we've increased disinformation research and tracking. Within the Surgeon General's office, we are flagging posts for Facebook that spread disinformation. That's huge, man that's really, really big because that is an admission that the federal government is now in charge of quote unquote misinformation. Right. So you could make the point that because there are rising cases in the United States and most of those rising cases are due to those people who are unvaccinated, that this is something that the federal government should get into because it's for the safety of the people and they're here to protect us. But if we don't know clearly what, misinformation is, that becomes a giant problem because we've already seen that social media will get involved in politics and government and will make a decision. They will stand on a side and they will not protect the first amendment. They will not protect free speech. They will do what they think is necessary to cover their own ass. Right. And they're I just want to know where the line is drawn. Where is the line drawn? Right. Can we talk about side effects with the vaccine? Can we talk about people who don't want to vaccinate their children? Can we talk about, I mean, like where do you draw the line? Where is misinformation come from? And w- are we okay with this sort of behavior and our, you know, th- our ability to raise doubts being somewhat diminished through, action from the federal government
1: yeah i'd be curious who makes up the committee like when they say the white house is doing this who who makes up that committee like is it is it perhaps like one side like as the democrats are in control is it just a democratic committee that's doing this that wants to push whatever their agenda is or whatever you want to call it is it like a partisan thing where you have people on both sides that may feel differently about it but like can come to agree on certain things and when they can agree Maybe it is, you know, disinformation, which can be definitely harmful. You you know, like you're saying, disinformation is a really vague term these days. But I mean, if you're just out there spreading false, completely false information, you know, inciting freedom of speech, yeah, I guess it's your right to do that. But at the same time, like that, that can be like very, very dangerous these days as you like people like get their news from Instagram and Facebook and like (laughs) places that aren't like sources really for, for, for news, you know? So
0: no. Yeah. And I agree with what you're saying, but, but also like, okay. If I were to go on Facebook right now and put up a post and say, don't get the vaccine. If you haven't gotten the vaccine, the vaccine will kill you. Mm -hmm. Don't you think Facebook should have the ability to weed that out to see that and flag it and remove it as something that's like, okay, you can't say that. Right, like I would imagine that the engines at Facebook run in order to kind of catch that thing. Why do we need the mm-hmm. federal government involved in flagging it? Oh, that yeah. is what scares yeah. me. Like I don't understand yeah. why we uh, we this step is necessary. And sh- she was asked the same. This the same person, the press secretary, Jen Psaki. She was asked yesterday if um, there was any legislation being considered, right? Any laws being considered to tackle this problem of quote-unquote disinformation. And she basically was like, hey, there's nothing that's off the table. So she's not admitting it. it I mean, You're right. the White House can't pass legislation. That's the job of the Congress. But there seems to be no end of this in sight right like it seems that they're willing to go as far as they need to in order to quell what they consider misinformation that's not publicly voted on that's not something that we've agreed on what it is you can use the surgeon general's office as like your backing as your scapegoat if you will in order to um in in order to to make a case, but I don't know that, that social media really is the reason that people aren't getting vaccinated. I just don't think people want to get vaccinated if they don't want to get vaccinated. Right. And you know, yesterday I saw this post on, on Instagram and it was a lady who had gotten the vaccine and she had gotten crazy side effects from this vaccine. I mean, like wild side effects. And her, in her post, she said, listen, this is not to discredit the vaccine. This is not to say not to get it. This is to say that I have a story to tell because this is something serious that's happened to me. And it happened because I got this vaccine. She like developed Parkinson's disease, dude. Like this lady is like sitting here like doing this. She's our age, you know, real young girl blonde. And she's just like shaking. She can't stop moving. She has a terrible time walking. She's hurt, And it's like, okay, are you going to take down that? Can we, can we post that? Can we elevate that? And be like, hey... Maybe this isn't uh, endemic of what the vaccine is on a whole, but this is something serious. We should take a look at it. We should look into this because if this happens to more than this person, that's also a problem. We don't know what it does to children. Mm-hmm. Can we raise doubts about vaccinating children? I, when you get the federal government involved, that's when it's like, all right, you're now you're stepping on rights and you're trying to implement something that you have decided is misinformation, disinformation.
1: Sure. But also... I mean when the information comes out that ninety nine I think it's like ninety nine point two percent of people dying from covid are unvaccinated, it's like that's that's a problem like that's that's definitely something that like but who's that a problem for for the people that are choosing to not do so you know what I mean so it's like i I think in a way although I guess you could like you can look at it as infringing on rights with with how they're trying to do it but like I, I think I think their idea is like. In the best intention of the american people so that more and more don't die or this doesn't continue to mutate and become more fierce and get to a point where perhaps like you know hey we're all vaccinated but now this new strain is so bad we need to get a new vaccination and blah 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 blah," start this whole fucking thing over again
0: yeah no i i agree and i I agree the intention is there I agree that they're they're not trying to you know I I am with you that they they have the right intention, but more so than having the right intention, I feel like now more days than ever, the means justify the ends when we're talking about hard rock principles like that of mm-hmm. the First Amendment, right? And anytime the government gets involved in something like flagging posts on Facebook, it's it's much bigger than just misinformation with the vaccine it's setting a precedent right what did we do in january we set a precedent we said the sitting president of the united states can be muted from all social media platforms arbitrarily for the reasons that were given by by folks who are not elected but run these giant uh giant social media companies and okay fine that's what we did we're there what's next are we gonna allow the federal mm-hmm. government to get involved in these companies because we believe that the the ends justify the means? To me, that's way more insidious. That's way more dangerous than the Delta variant of the coronavirus.
1: Sure. No. Yeah. I definitely could see that. I wonder if, like, I, I mean, social media—it's it's continuing to grow. Like, it's huge. But like, as it continues to do so, they're gonna need to be governed somehow. Like, if. If they're going to, like, try to continue to promote free speech or if we as a country are going to continue to do that or if they're going to just say, you know what, fuck that. Like, Twitter is a democratic platform and we're going to ban, you know, what the fuck we want. We're a private company. You can choose to not use our platform if you want. Like, I'm really interested to see what the future of social media is going to be because it's like if it's not governed in a way, which I don't don't think it should be. Like, I believe in free speech, but at the same time, like, it is their prerogative as a company as a company remove the government from this because i don't think they should be getting involved but like as a as twitter or as facebook are they're in a country that is is built around free speech but that doesn't mean they have to live by those rules as a private company just like these like an abortion clinic in pittsburgh can choose to not adopt adopt to you know gay families like at the end of the day like it's because of what they believe or whatever but like if Twitter comes out and says like hey we're a democratic platform we don't want these conservative views on our platform like they could do that you know and it's right they could like there's freedom of speech but like that's also their choice to put what they want on there which is really
0: interesting to me and and it's it you know if you were to take the New York Times for example right that's a news organization mm because that's what, you know, we know that they're a new organization. They come out with news every day. They write the news. They make the news. You know, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, right, these these companies are actively fighting to not become news organizations legally under the eyes of the law, right? We're not newsmakers. We're curators, right? But mm-hmm. the more that you allow for these things to get involved, like the federal government, um in what it gets posts posted then you're essentially shifting that and now you're making the news you're the ones that are that are becoming the organization that controls the news and I don't agree with the fact that they shouldn't be regulated I think that they want to be regulated because then they can they can Put all of the onus on the government. Oh no, that's would say that. These are your rules. These are your laws. We will abide by them. But the things that happen on here are not our fault. You you have set the parameters. Now you're the ones in charge of it. Um. So uh, I don't know, man. It's it, it's it's all very wonky.
1: It sounds slippery. My dad was even texting me, and he's a bit of a conspiracy theorist, maybe just a little bit, but he was texting me saying that it is going to court that they may start to try to censor text messages. Apple is is currently dealing with this, where they're, they're, they might be trying to censor what you can necessarily say in text messages, blocking certain words, um, and like really infringing on your rights at that point, which surprises me because Apple has gone as far as to fight the government so many times um, like when they want to crack a phone for like a, a domestic terrorist or something like that. Apple's like, no, we won't do this. That sets a terrible precedent but like just the fact that like they're pushing and it's like give us an inch and then we'll take another inch and then another inch it's, it it makes me think like are we perhaps the freest we'll ever be hmm. <laughs> you know going forward like in a year a hundred years 200 years if this kind of keeps happening and you know government steps in here they step in here step in here are, are we really going to be land of the free in a 200 years if we're even here still or is it all just going to be controlled and, and this is the narrative and this is, this is how you're supposed to be Yes, we are woke. We are blah, 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 blah. This is how you live your life.
0: Yeah, man. What was the quote? Um, when, when government fears the people, there's liberty. And when the people fear the government, there's tyranny. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think that that was Thomas Jefferson. I forget. Yeah, man. I mean, it's like, uh, I, I agree with you, but that's our own fault. You know, that is our own fault because We don't take the time to, first of all, we're spoiled. We're spoiled as hell. We've had a 80-year history, 80-year vacation uh, of history. These 80 years in American history don't exist anywhere else in human history. So it's easy for us to be so removed from actual threat, that we forget what it was that we fought for in the first place. And so we get lazy and we get complacent and we take for granted the liberties that we have because that's all we've ever known. And I think that laziness and complacency allows for this door to open to where we're not gonna take the responsibility on ourselves for the liberty that we have. So we're going to put that responsibility on the government. And the people running the government We'll gladly accept that power, you want to give them more power i'm here it is take it, and that's kind of what we've done. so I think this is the bed that we're we're kind of lying in because you know at the end of the day, I think we want to rely on other people to do the the dirty, heavy lifting, and then you know we wonder why these sort of things start to happen. I mean, I feel like there's a inherent um like responsibility, like like those who are in charge of the federal government believe that it's their job to make sure that misinformation doesn't get out there. And it's, I don't know that it is, man. I don't know that that's e- even why we want them there. And if you want to use keeping the people safe as a, as a justification for doing it, I mean, I'll listen to you. But at the end of the day, it's never what we've been about. And yeah, I, 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 I would hate to see what it looks like in hundred years that we've given up so much of the liberty that we fought for that we're no longer the country that we knew we are. Speaking of, of what we are today that maybe we weren't in yesteryear, um, there is an interesting report from, uh, from BuzzFeed News of all places. I don't know if you ever pay attention to BuzzFeed News. They don't pretend to be anything left of Lenin most of the time. And they're actually the ones responsible for leaking the steel dossier. Do you remember the steel dossier? I don't know. The steel dossier was the one from the X ex- X-Men? British spy that okay. <laughs> No, not the X-Men. The ex-British spy that um, that had that report that Donald Trump liked to uh, Golden showers. Do you remember this? Oh, <laughs> way yeah. back in the day, the steel <laughs> dossier, and it was like completely fake, and it was actually used as a catalyst to further investigate Trump. All fake news. Like literally, all of it has proven to be fake. So I don't pay attention to BuzzFeed News very often. Um, but there was a, a, a report that came out. Uh, I think it was yesterday, and uh, yeah, it was yesterday, and it talks about the. Attempts to. It talks about the attempt to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer from her uh, from her home in Michigan, and this was a, a plot that was f- I think last year, sometime last year, in twenty twenty, a group of group of guys plotted to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer, and they were thwarted by the FBI, right. And it was touted as this big intelligence win, and we got in there, and we infiltrated these this group of people that wanted to kidnap this governor, and uh, job well done, everybody. Right? Pat yourself on the back. All good. Well, according to this report, it turns out that the FBI informants had a role much bigger than previously realized, and they might even be responsible for the entire plan to kidnap this, this governor in the first place. So I'll, I'll read to you a little what? bit from the, from the story. So, uh, an examination of the case by Buzzfeed news also reveals that some of these informants acting under the direction of the FBI played a far larger role than has been previously reported working in a, in working in secret. They did more than just passively observe and report on the actions of the suspects. Instead, they had a hand in nearly every aspect of the alleged plot starting with its inception. The extent of their involvement raises questions as to whether there would have even been a conspiracy without them. That's one hell of a sentence. Continuing on from the story, Hmm. a longtime government informant from Wisconsin, for example, helped organize a series of meetings around the country where many of the alleged plotters first met one another and the earliest notions of a plan took root. Some of these people say the Wisconsin informant even paid for some of the hotel rooms and food as an incentive to get the people to come. The Iraq war vet, for his part, became so deeply enmeshed in a Michigan militant group that he rose to become its second in command, encouraging members to collaborate with other potential suspects and paying for their transportation to meetings. He prodded the alleged mastermind of the kidnapping plot to advance his plan, then baited the trap that led to the arrest. Uh, We've all seen uh, To Catch a Predator, Chris Hansen, right? One of my favorite shows. It's an amazing show. They throw a baited hook out in the internet where they can reasonably expect to find child predators, and they bait these predators into talking with them, maybe being a little bit suggestive, a little bit explicit sexually, having conversation with them. They bait them to go and meet them at a place where undercover cameras are there. Chris Hansen's there. He walks in, catches them. You see immediately that these people know they've been caught trying to have sex with children. And then as they exit the house, they're arrested, right? It sounds like that's what they were trying to do here. But at what point can you say that they've actually rid the country of people who intended to do ill will to others and at what point do you say we're just setting these folks up and maybe all they needed was this incentive this jump start from people who are gung-ho enough to start a plan hatch a plan to kidnap the the Governor of Michigan. I know plenty of people out here in California who are just livid with our governor, loathe the man, can't stand him, right? And they have their reasons. I guarantee you, if you were to get enough of those people together, like minded, and they were all to talk and they were all to have suggestions, and you find some crazy ones and you weed out the ones who aren't down. Like, you could probably make that case here in California and almost anywhere else in the country with our current state of politics. So, I mean, this just seems like a really just fucked up plan. Like, all around, terrible, awful, awful thing that we're doing. It seems like it's almost a waste of time and and tax expenses.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. For sure. I I will say, though, like... In comparison to to catch a predator, I don't think you. I don't. I don't look at that necessarily as entrapment, although it kind of is. But like, if it wasn't them posing as whatever, it, it was going to be some other girl that they're going to go meet. Like it's not, you know, these guys. Hundred percent. It's yeah. not like it was just like, oh, this is a one time thing. That's always bullshit. Not true at all. No. So it's, it's like I, that. That it's like I no love lost. Fuck all those 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 guys. But. It is weird, yeah, that we're like. Are, do you think they're like recruiting just to like try to get the crazies together to then shut them down? Like, is that is that the idea? You know, because like that's kind of smart.
0: No, no, the idea is to put them in jail. The idea is well, to put them in jail. Yeah. But is it smart? Because the question the question you have to ask is: Does this plan happen without the involvement of the FBI?
1: But like, so as I'm kind of hearing it, the FBI kind of faked or like helped along, got involved when they found people that wanted to do this this uh kidnapping and then basically just got as much intelligence on the situation as they could to then go and arrest anyone
0: involved with this no they drove it they drove the plan they set it up okay right so so it's their idea from the beginning yeah so again from the second paragraph that i read there was a government informant from Wisconsin that helped organize a series of meetings around the country where many of the alleged plotters first met one another and the earliest notions of a plan took root. So it wasn't like, Hey, or at least what it sounds like, it's not like, Hey, we have this plan. We want to kidnap the governor of Michigan. It was a bunch of people that were upset with this governor. This governor is very unpopular with the right. Um, kind of in the same elk as Gavin Newsom out here in California, there was a stay at home order in Michigan. She had just left this meeting where they did something. They like extended a stay or something. It was, had something to do with COVID. And then immediately after her husband was caught taking his boat out on the lake, right? Like, mm you know, rules for the, not for me kind of thing. She, and she was one of the most militant governors through COVID did not like straight lockdowns, just very, very much powerful, powerful action. She took action that she knew she could and she held her power with an iron fist, right? People were not happy with her. So I got to imagine what they did. And I don't know this for certain because the, the, the article doesn't really explain how they all came to be but I'm sure that through social media posts and text messages um they were targeted by the FBI um and oh here it says right here they were targeted because of their political views um and they said hey let's just let's see you know, how far these guys are willing to go. And yeah. So, I, and so, okay. and so they probed them, prodded him and they led them to plot to kidnap this governor. Okay.
1: With clarification. Yeah. Not, not as just to me, that definitely sounds like entrapment and like not even just entrapment. Like that's like baiting and then can like feed it, continuing to feed <laughs> and like, right. You know, make them come like admit to wanting to do crimes like that. Maybe they never were going to do. But what I would say is where I would agree with this is if like we caught wind of like a presidential assassination or something like this, where they're going to go and, and kidnap a governor and, you know, an FBI informant gets this info, infiltrates a group like that and then, you know, goes along with it, moves up in the ranks kind of thing and, you know, can take it down from the inside. I would totally agree with that if if it's like they're already a thing and that's what they're doing and, and here's the plan. Right. Like, yeah, we, we should we should like effort to take that down and and fuck all those scumbags. But like if we're just out there like, hey, we got this plan. Who Who's with us? Oh, you are. OK, cool. Yeah, come on. We're going to have a meeting and like leading them every step of the way. That, that seems wrong.
0: Yeah. So uh, as I'm going down here, it looks like it's a group of guys who are, you know, radical libertarians. Right. They are in favor of liberty for all and nah, libertarian, whatever. I don't, nah. It's to me, it's just more like you're straddling a fence more than anything and it doesn't do very much. But anyways, they were a group of people who were libertarian, some more, um, as, you know, some more passionate than others. They all loved guns and owned guns. Um, but like, yeah, like you said, man, like if you're, if your if your goal is to like thwart domestic terrorism, then I mean, at least let there be some sort of proof that these groups are domestic terrorists before you exploit their exploit their hatred. I mean, I, I don't see it as yeah. like any different than like radicalizing somebody to ISIS, right. Or to, to being a, you know, a radical Islamist. It, that's not how these people started. They they had to get there in some way. And, you know, maybe this talk was going on. I, I'm not 100% certain, but it sounds like the FBI was the one that really, really drove this. And I don't know. Do we feel sorry for these guys? I mean, they did plot to kidnap this governor. But if it was the idea of the of the FBI or informants to do so, then at, at one point, are we actually doing good? And at, when does it start becoming just... I gotcha thing, you know, like a, I gotcha, fucker, yeah. you stupid, you stupid, right? You, you know, you you dumb libertarian.
1: Now, like, what is that? So yes, but then, like, if you look at like the storming of the Capitol, beginning of this year, like that that information was out there. We knew about that, you know, and long time we knew about it. Yeah, and and not many steps were taken. By I mean, <laughs> the president was definitely made aware of of those intentions. If if our if CIA and, and what we have come to find out the intelligence that was actually there was known. I'm sure the president and vice president were made aware of what could happen. And the security that day was not up to par. The national guard was barely called in, you know, (laughs) they were called in, but far too late. That almost seems like they're kind of doing the same thing. Like Trump knew in my head, what was kind of going to go down. And like, although in that speech that he gets all this shit for, he didn't really like say anything, that was like inflammatory i guess or, or whatever you like to incite that right. but like he didn't really do anything to prevent it either and it, it's like it's almost kind of in a weird way like the same thing but like to their benefit i guess it, it ultimately made him look like idiots and it helped you know that's what got him banned blah 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 blah, blah. but like it's kind of the same thing to me a little well,
0: bit i mean kind of but that's n- okay so it's not the president's job to protect the capital. It's not the president's job to protect the inauguration of incoming president. Um, as culpable as you'd like to make Trump, if these if these in, uh, intelligence agencies knew about this stuff beforehand and purposely did not take any action to do it, that's all on them. I, I, I couldn't even I couldn't even begin to have a conversation about how that is Trump's fault if it's if it's. The entire intelligence community, those who matter, those who are in charge, if they had the information that we know that they had previously and didn't do anything about it, I don't see how that's on. But so well, well, that's what I'm saying, though,
1: is they had that information that they had to have taken that information to the commander in chief of all these these all these factions of the military. And you don't even put the National Guard there.
0: But it's the military. Okay, but you have to separate. You have to separate the intel. The intelligence agencies are not the military. They do not take their orders from anybody. But their but their their uh, chain of command. They do not work for the president. They report to the president. No, who then is in Control not. of no. the national no, guard. No, 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 no. So here's here's a very good distinction that we need to make about, about the intelligence agencies. And why. I why I would like to hold them in contempt a whole lot more than I'd like to hold any president in contempt because they transcend presidencies you could have the mm-hmm. same director of the FBI in every and crossing three different um, administrations in Washington these places these things are in place and are far more entrenched than than any one uh, federal administration um, because they don't have term limits they're not elected and they don't work for the president. And I think you'll, if you ask anybody in the know that the the number one thing that Trump did wrong in his presidency or, or right, I don't know how much good he did, but it was that he from the jump was on the attack against the intelligence agencies and the intelligence agencies. If you're a president that wants to fuck with them, they will fuck with you Hard. So the questions that are being raised right now about January six are, what was the intention of the intelligence agencies if they had this information, and decided not mm-hmm. to act on it? Gotcha. Because they operate on their own. They're not beholden. They don't make an oath to the Constitution. They don't make an. They don't have constituents. They are intelligence agencies, and they are insulated in a big, big way. So, so like
1: when the NSA was spying on people, Obama knew nothing about that. Bush knew nothing about that.
0: They knew what they needed to know. Right. Um but these are not programs that need to be approved by the president. You 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 don't yeah. need Okay, like you're Obama, right? And your your goal right when you get into into the into the White House is to Number one is to find Osama Bin Laden and to kill him, right? You're going to talk to the the intelligence agencies and you're going to get the information that you need to get out of that. But if we're still on a quote unquote war on terror and Congress passes legislation that allows for surveillance like the Patriot Patriot Act, the NSA does not need presidential approval to spy on Americans. They have legal jurisdiction there because of the laws that Congress passed. So under op, operating under that law, they can then develop systems to effectively spy on every American in the United States that has mm. nothing to do with the president, and, sure. and it's a very important distinction to make because it takes a ton of power away from the executive branch. And it, it's not something that we talk about enough in my opinion the intelligence agencies, because the power that they hold is not checked. It's not, you know, we have checks and balances, right? We have the three branches of government and then the intelligence agencies who were created after the constitution. They're not beholden to any of these laws. Really? They operate in the shadows. They do their thing, how they see fit. So to me, if you know that the FBI and the NSA and the CIA had information about what was going to happen possibly on January 6th, even if they did share it with Trump. That's not on him. That's on them, you know, because what is he going to do? Sound the alarm on something he doesn't know about? He's not receiving daily briefs on from the ground floor. I mean, uh, to me, that would that would seem like a terrible idea on his part Um so I mean I mean not to let him off the hook. I mean he he definitely could have done a whole lot more to to not light the f- flame, but
1: Yeah, I just, I think from his perspective it's like easy to like after it happens be like, "Oh, I had no idea." Like I I wasn't saying anything inflammatory. Like I was like you can play dumb really easily at that point. You know, when when like why wouldn't you have had like why why wouldn't the National Guard have been there or like the Washington police like It's just like, how do people storm the Capitol building? Like, how does that happen? Like, that's, it's almost like it was like, I don't want to say they were escorted in, but like, Jesus Christ, how do you storm our our most, one of our, what should be one of our most secure buildings in the country? So to me, it's just like, you, you can easily play dumb after the fact, but it's like the steps that were not taken before. When you know the kind of people you're, that are there and then you're giving your speech, it's just, I don't know. It just seems inflammatory.
0: Yeah. I mean, okay, so we know as much as that there were pipe bombs that were planted the night before the inauguration mm-hmm. at the Capitol. Yep. We knew that. We didn't do nothing.
1: Yeah, that's why it just shocks me that the these intelligence agencies wouldn't share that with. Like, yeah, it almost seems like some conspiracy shit to me
0: well I mean like okay, so here's, here's another thing and this isn't a conspiracy this is well known and this is another reason why these why these agencies shouldn't be trusted nearly as much as, as we give them credit for um, for protecting us they legitimately spied on the Trump campaign mm-hmm. at the behest of Obama we don't know that but they did it we know it they did it and they were the ones that were uh, we were talking about that steel dossier earlier. I mean, they were the ones that ran with that and wanted an investigation based off of it. And they got it off of fake news. I mean, it's like these people can run on their own agenda. And there is a, uh, a commission right now being formulated in Congress. On January 6th and we'll see what comes of it. Who knows might be like the 9-11 Commission where we don't get much but um, Yeah, man, I'd like to know just as much as you I would love to know answers because What the fuck?
1: If they operate in the shadows though, like how did how did Trump get uh, Comey fired because he was the director of the FBI wasn't he and he, he fired him he got him removed from his office So like, he's got to have some jurisdiction at some point point. I don't know. I don't know enough about that firing, to be honest with you. I just, I just know that happened and I'm, I know they hate each other.
0: <laughs> okay. So Trump dismissed Comey by way of a termination letter in which he stated that he was acting on the recommendation of attorney general, attorney general, Jeff Sessions and deputy attorney general Rod Rosenstein. So, yeah, I mean, I guess he, 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 might have some oversight over the head of the FBI. It looks like, um, but, but, but Maybe
1: positionally, but yeah, he might not have access to all the information. I guess.
0: Yeah, I'd have to look at more into that. But, um, but yeah, man, certainly they—they're you know—they're not elected officials. They don't serve constituents. Um, they are here for the quote-unquote safety of America, and uh, so. Uh, anyways, we'll see. But th- this was an interesting story, man. I, I mm-hmm. you know, I. Uh, it just kind of just raises the question, is it necessary? Is should, should we be doing this? Should we be infiltrating groups that haven't done anything and then prodding them to take action? You know, are these people criminals or were they radicalized by their own people? I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah. No. That's, we'll see.
0: They're all, they're all, they're yeah. all in lawsuits right now. And then, you know, they're being, they're being charged with uh i don't know what the charges are attempted kidnapping maybe um and they're all basically saying hey we've been set up
1: I so, yeah i'll we'll have to keep my eyes on that that's crazy uh, yesterday i really cool bringing in the space i'm sure you've heard but uh blue origin successfully sent jeff bezos and three others to space and back um he launched to the edge of space Tuesday morning with three fellow passengers and uh, then landed safely back in a Texas desert aboard his space company cruise capsule. The NS-16 mission marked Blue Origin's first to carry humans and kicked off commercial service for the company's space space tourism business as of yesterday. What they did is called the suborbital flight. What that is is when a spacecraft, in his case, it was like a rocket which was attached to like a pod at the top, kind of look like uh like very phallical, but basically what what the suborbital space flight is 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 when you launch upwards into space um get right to the edge of space where you're you're kind of on the fringe of atmosphere in space and then come back down so it, it you're not high enough to you know leave Uh, Like that, that with an escape velocity to leave the full atmosphere of the earth, go into space and become like a satellite to where you would orbit. Like you're still technically held within the bounds of gravity somewhat. Um, And then, you know, you, you come up and kind of go back down. So that, that's what he did. Um, He got as high as, I think it was like 66 miles. And like, just to put it into perspective, the ISS international space station and most other. Satellites things that orbit are like 250 miles two to 250 miles up. So Wasn't way way out there but high enough to get up there high enough to see the curvature of the earth um, Yes, it is curved people. I, this is news But Jeff Bezos proved it yesterday um, but, uh, Blue origin was founded in 2000 like I said this kind of announced that they're in business They're, they're gonna start this they they believe in it so much that they would send the richest or one of the richest men in the entire world up there the ship itself it was uh, about six stories uh the booster which is what like basically the rocket that lifted it up it took off at like nine twelve a.m launched from van horn texas which i had to look up but it's like 70 miles it's west texas like 70 miles from the u.s mexico border but the people that were on the flight bezos his brother mark uh, aviation legend mrs wally funk And a dutch teen named oliver damon um who was represented their first paying customer basically um where they were strapped inside the capsule they went up there they shot up to 66 miles above our surface at three times the speed of sound uh, before parting with the booster kind of being up there weightless for a little while at the top of that arc and then kind of starting to come back down. The whole flight was about 10 minutes and 18 seconds. This mission held more significance instead of just being like the first commercial flight. Um, It made Mrs. Funk the oldest person at 82 to reach space, uh, which beat John Glenn's previously held record at age 77. And it also made uh, Oliver Damon the youngest at 18 to go into space. So kind of cool. The seat that he occupied, the first passenger seat, uh, was initially reserved for an, anon- like an anonymous winner who, who bid on it, basically. They had a bidding contest for who wants to be the first person to go to space. I guess that person had scheduling conflicts for some reason, couldn't go. But they bid $28 million for that seat, which is crazy.
0: <laughs> it's crazy. Could you imagine what that scheduling conflict is?
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, like, ah, I can't go to space. Sorry, I got got a board meeting. But I, I, who knows? I have no idea. But so basically, by way of him, that person not being able to go, he who must not be named, they haven't released who that winner is. But this Oliver figure, his dad was actually who got that seat. And then he decided to give it to his son, which is kind of cool. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah. So he's the youngest. Really just kind of to wrap it up, Bezos, the company Blue Origin, they haven't announced what the price will be going forward. Like they haven't given any indication of what it's gonna be, um, compared to like Virgin Galactic, who already came out and kind of said with something similar, they didn't do exactly what, what Bezos did where he shot up into a rocket. Virgin's was like a plane that like continued to just gain altitude over time. Hmm. But theirs is gonna Virgin has already said theirs is like a quarter of a million dollars to go up there. I would guess Bezos' this is gonna be more because it's kind of you're like in a rocket and it's more like the astronaut experience how much is it gonna cost to go on Virgin quarter million dollars two hundred fifty thousand dollars yeah but you know dude talk talk to me when it's like ten grand I'll pay ten grand to go do that fuck yeah
0: I can't imagine it'll be that much within a a reasonable amount of time in your lifetime I hope so it'll cost
1: that much yeah I'll go up when I'm like 60 that'd be cool That'd that'd be amazing would you go Absolutely. What are we doing here? Absolutely. Oh
0: 100% man 100% it was, Oh, no, it was
1: Patrick. I was talking to this about you. It was one, one of the ones you were gone for but we were talking about Elon Musk and uh, Going to Mars like if you had the option to do that would, would would you like if you knew it was a one-way flight You're going to live on Mars for the rest of your days and 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 be the first generation of a, a trans planetary species would you take that one-way ticket? Emphatically, no. No? Yeah. No. You love it here too much?
0: I, I'm not that trailblazer, man. Yeah. I don't need to see it. I don't need to be that person that sacrifices for, well, now that I say it, it does sound like a very noble thing. If, 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 if and when we do decide that we need to live on Mars, but nah, man, I don't fucking want to go to Mars. Absolutely not. That, That's that, a that, that sounds <laughs> awful. <laughs> In every way, shape, or form That sounds terrible Send Elon He, he, he seems like he wants to go
1: Oh, he definitely wants know. to go I don't um, want to do that shit <laughs> But uh, Tuesday's flight for Blue Origin Was a long-sought success for the company As it faces aggressive competition From uh, SpaceX and others Blue Origin had pitched Their other spacecraft, New Glenn Which is like a larger rocket To the Air Force it's like a multi-billion dollar thing to try to get them to kind of switch to their spacecraft, but they lost that to SpaceX. And then in in April, NASA rejected Blue Moon, the company's proposed human lunar lander, and went with SpaceX instead. So it it sounds like Bezos is kind of getting his lunch eaten by uh, Musk a little bit, but um, you know, SpaceX has not, done this yet so i, I guess this is a, a new a new thing but not that he did that in response this has been in development since i think like oh six or something like it's yeah they, they, they just have to do and,
0: a yeah. couple weeks b- between each other yeah exactly yeah so just a big pissing contest no i, mean, I think it's cool actually i i i i think it's uh ho- hopefully a trend in the right direction i mean it was weird right because we went to the moon and Didn't then we, we just did like routine space trips we never wanted to make it a commercial thing. We never wanted to make it like a, something that was accessible. Uh, maybe we just never saw the point in it. And, 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 and I'm, I'm guessing here, I'm opining, but I guess the point of this initiative, other than the fact that we have more wealth than we've ever had on earth. So we can afford this kind of thing yeah. um, is to push the boundaries of space exploration and in, in Elon Musk's words, and he makes note. uh, uh, quail about it. He, he, he wants to go to Mars. I mean, he, he is fully convinced that we need to be an interplanetary species um, because we will run out of the finite resources of this Earth. I don't know if I believe that. No? I don't know if I believe that so much that this initiative to go to Mars is something that I think that we should really focus on, but I am certainly not Elon Musk, so don't listen to me. <laughs> at all please (laughs) especially on this i don't know a fucking thing about space travel or going to more anything like that
1: it's at a premium right now to do to buy it that's that's for damn sure like the guy that spent 28 million dollars you're basically yeah he spent almost three million dollars a minute like if he would have gone on this one because it was about a 10 minute flight yeah, it's like, eh, It seems like, well, I'll just wait a little bit. And give it thirty years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I I, don't know. I, I do think it's cool. Um, but oh yeah, would you vacation on the moon? If there's like a sandals resort on the moon, would you would you vacation there? <laughs> no,
0: I don't want to go to the moon either. Why? I, wa- I, 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 I barely want to go to suborbital space.
1: Really? Take okay. me right back. Okay. Fifteen
0: minutes. Great. Cool. <laughs> Any more than that, nah, fuck off. <laughs> I'd bro, you know oh what? Honestly, honestly, I'd rather go golf than go to the moon. <laughs> that is. I a fucking
1: fact. I love golf, bro. But fuck, if I could go take like because it would probably take like a, I think it's like a, a couple of days to get up there. I'll take like a three week vacation, go up on the moon, bro. Come on, think of, the, the gravity's way lower there. You could probably drive it like five hundred yards easy.
0: Yep Yeah. Your coffee would be great. Just just write your name on a ball and just send it out into space. Fucking blast it. Yeah. Um, Well, hey, we don't have much time, but I did want to pay this off. Uh, California, the biggest nation or the biggest nation. Honestly, dude, California separated from the United States, it would be the biggest nation it would be bigger than most nations. Yeah. The biggest state in our union um, is now serving free lunches to every single public school student in the state. Did you get free? Did you get free lunch at school? Did not. No. No. I did. You You want to know what I did with my free lunch? Hmm. Every day? Hmm. Threw it away. Really? Yep. Just I hated it. Not it was your gross. Food. Yeah. It was disgusting. Walking to the cafeteria... And did you go to public school at all, ever?
1: Nah, man, all private.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I'll I'll fill you in. Maybe you got this experience. You go into the cafeteria, and it smells like a fucking cafeteria, dude. It smells like gross spaghetti sauce, canned peaches, rotten milk, and dishwasher fluid. That's what a cafeteria smells like. And you would get your food from this cafeteria, and I had to get it. I didn't have a choice. I couldn't deny it. I had to get it. (laughs) I would pick it up, I would walk outside, and I would dump it in the trash. That's what I do. And... I'm not alone. I looked this up, dude. A ton of kids do this. A ton of them, dude. Um, so I was just, I'm just slightly curious about this initiative. Cause I didn't vote on this initiative. I'm guessing it's
1: state funded, right?
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. My,
1: I fund it. Mm. We fund it. Well, you got to make up for all the money you
0: threw away. Yeah. yeah that's true too. But it's like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I don't, I don't want to sit here and shit on free lunches for kids. I mean, you know m- more power to everybody I it 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 uh, it says it's made possible by an unexpected budget surplus oh really mm. a budget surplus mm. huh interesting interesting it seems like a whole lot of other things that we could do th- than just spending money on lunches that aren't going to get eaten. I just know from experience that it's. It, it seems to me that it's going to be a big old huge waste of food. And you know what's even crazier about this as I'm reading into it? If you wanted to donate this food to the homeless that wasn't eaten by the kids, you couldn't do it. It's illegal. What? <laughs> to, you would have to throw it away. Yeah.
1: Wow. Do, do you know what I learned the other day? Kind of related but not. You know the show Guys Grocery Games? Mm-hmm. I always thought like, oh, that was just like, that's like a grocery store, and they just shoot there like a couple weeks a year maybe or whatever, blah, 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 blah that is a full-on movie set full <laughs> no grocery way. store fully stocked and they they donate um like the shit that's about to go bad to like homeless people which is cool but i'm that seems like such a waste man so, that sorry that just my feels memory. like
0: you might be able to find a vaughn somewhere <laughs> yeah, right I like you're good to go
1: put a couple grills in there right seriously sure, so. but yeah that just popped my head <laughs>
0: Well, anyway, if we have time next time, we'll we'll get deeper into the story. I mean, there's not a whole lot to tell. It just seems like a lot of money to spend, man. Uh, it seems like a lot of thought of. I don't know. Uh, yeah. You know me. I don't like the idea of. I don't like the idea of uh, you know relying on state-funded stuff to take care of our children. It seems to me that if you don't have the money to provide lunch for your kids. It'd be interesting to see what you spend your money on. And I'll leave it at that.
1: Mm-hmm. One thing that you could spend your money on is with our sponsors, Gun Burrow Coffee. Drinking a good, smooth cup of coffee is a treat all by itself. But when you can go out and help American heroes like veterans and first responders, it is that much better. Gun Burrow Coffee is proud to donate $1 from every item purchased to veterans and first responder charities all across our great But divided country. From their medium blend, the Moab, which I've been drinking a lot lately, to their double dark, the Battleship roast, their CBD infused blend, the Medic, and even their new hot sauce called the Big Guns, they are all delicious, smooth, without that acid or bitterness that you find in so many coffees these days. They offer 14 different blends and roasts, which you can get in whole bean, ground, or single serve pods. And right freaking now, you, our listeners, our friends of our ship can use the promo code FNH10 to save 10% at checkout when you buy their products at GunBarrelCoffee.com. Gun Barrel Coffee. Damn good coffee. Damn good cause.
0: Hear, here, And that's our show. Um, if you want to tell us our business, we'd like to hear it. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at FriendshipNH. That is Twitter handle at friendship nh you can find us on instagram at friendship news hour uh you can find us on tiktok now yes at friendship news hour
1: it is at friendship news hour we gotta come up with a little dance or something
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) Uh, on tiktok at friendship news hour and as always you can email us bummerdude.media at gmail.com that's bummerdude at dumb scratch that bummerdude.media at gmail.com if you have any suggestions people you think we should talk to uh, or just uh, general comments drop us a line and until next time we'll see you later bye